0: Inichiwa, Mini-san.
1: Hello and welcome to Famicast 29, your Famicast 4, October 2013. I'm your host, Danny Bivens. And today, like I kind of hinted at last month, we're, uh, shows a little bit different now. We have, actually today we have two new guests here that I'd like to have them keep coming back. And, um, the first guy here, his name is Josh Pollock and he's a good friend of mine. And actually, if you remember to the live episode, Josh actually came on. He was, uh, the last caller. About me breaking his super Famicom <laughs> that wasn't broken, but anyways um so Josh, how would you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Thank you, Danny. It's nice to be here since here is my room, <laughs> and I'm happy to report that the yeah the Super Famicom is not broken, and yeah, so my name is Josh, and I'm originally from Ohio, but like most people, I escaped, <laughs> but most sane people. And I live in Japan now. I've lived here for longer than I care to admit. <laughs> but that's because I enjoy it. I like it here. It's fun. Um, I will be 36 in exactly one week. And that's not fun. <laughs> but uh, that, you know, my my gaming tastes tend to gravitate towards old, you know, old school stuff, the original Nintendo, uh, the Genesis See so you you kids don't know what it was like when
1: you know. I I think a lot of our listeners out there actually yeah
0: I'm specifically talking about you Danny. Uh, oh
1: okay. <laughs> you
0: don't know what it was like going from the 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System to the Sega Genesis. It was basically like seeing color for the first time.
1: Well, I went from I went from the, you know, NES to the Super Nintendo, which was, you know.
0: Yeah, but you didn't get that stuff until like the mid 2000s. Oh, no,
1: that's not true. Because
0: you got it at the thrift store cuz your parents <laughs> couldn't afford it when it came out.
1: So, yeah, there's a little known secret about me that you don't know. I'm actually white trash.
0: <laughs> I think everybody
1: knows. Yeah, everybody knows. I'm white trash. <laughs> no so, money. Uh
0: so that's me. I'm Josh and that's uh that's all you really need to know for now. So Josh, I had one other question for you. So, you know, you said you like old school games. Well, yes. what is your favorite old school game or just any game at all? Well, it's hard to choose one. If I had to choose, I would say um, Super Metroid was one of the only games I ever completed, and you know, got all the items and everything. I loved it. I loved all the power ups and stuff, and it kind of just redefined how I viewed video games. It kind of, kind of changed my life a little bit. <laughs> but also Tetris was awesome when I realized, you know, I got good at Tetris and I, got, you know, I could get like 200 lines on the Game Boy version. I was like, yeah, I'm awesome at this. So. <laughs> Tetris is also awesome. Unless it's a, a version that cheats where it just goes too fast. And you know, like some of them are like, Oh, this guy's too good, we're just gonna cheat. <laughs> Those damn Russians programmed it that way. Yeah. The Soviet mind game, you gotta watch out. Cool all right,
1: well, um the main reason why I brought Josh on uh, well this is you know this is kind of an introductory episode for him, but um since Josh has you know had a lot of experience here in Japan, I thought he'd be useful for you know our life in Japan segments, which unfortunately we won't have this month <laughs> um, but you know, I think maybe next month the month after that we're going to have one so that you know Josh can kind of weigh in on uh, some of that stuff, and I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty fun and also, here sitting to my left, uh, and my, I didn't mention this earlier, the recording, we're actually recording all in the same location. Well, Josh said, Did you say that we're in your room? We're in my room. We're in his, we're in his room. Um, so, yeah, we're recording here, a new studio. And sitting to my left is uh, one of the, well, kind of one of the <laughs> newest members of the NWR staff, uh, Team Japan. His name's Tim Collier. Collier? Yes, okay. correct. Okay, and yeah, Tim, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: All right, thanks for that. Uh, Donald, was it? I think that's my name. All right, Donald, thank you. Thanks for having me here on Josh's Futon. It's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a little about myself I'm from Canada. That is just north of America, if you're unfamiliar. Are you sure? I think so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I've lived in Japan for about two and a half years. Uh, you know, I'll try. You know, going back to being from Canada, I will try my best to speak in an American accent so you guys can understand what I'm talking about. Oh, about what are you gonna? Are you gonna talk about like loonies and like bag milk or something? You've got to make the Queen proud. <laughs> so yeah, um, I much like Josh. I love retro games. I I love collecting retro consoles to be specific. Um, my most recent purchase, I believe, was a Sega SG two thousand.
1: Okay, you know, I don't think I'm familiar with this, so uh, maybe some of the listeners out there are, but what is this thing? It's the thing that came out before the Master System. Okay, okay, and, um, okay, so, I don't know if I've told you guys about this, but there's this. well, I know you listeners out there know, but I don't know about these guys, uh, there's a really cool bar in Akihabara, it's called Game Bar A Button, and it's really cool because there's just a bunch of, you know, old school games that you can, uh, old school systems and just shit just all over the it's walls. A bar? It's a bar. You could drink alcohol, mm. but uh, no, it's a really cool place. Um, it's really hard to find, and it kind of stinks inside. But <laughs> but it is, it's it's probably because
0: of the unwashed nerds.
1: That's probably a good part, part of it. And I also I think they just need to like do some kind of weird cleaning in their bathroom pipes. But you make it sound so awesome. I can't wait to go. It is smelly game bar, and it, it is fun.
0: How far is it from the station?
1: Um, maybe like 10 minutes or something. And it's like just in the middle of nowhere in Akihabara. So it's like, I know you guys out there that aren't in Japan. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not too far from the station, but it's the, the, like, we, we had a Famicast Nomikai, you guys, listeners out there might remember that, um, that we talked about that at least back there. And we went to, um, Game Bar A button and stuff. And it's fun. It's just, like I said, it's hard to find, even with like GPS on your phone, you're like, I guess I'm going the right way. It's just a bunch of like commercial buildings and stuff, but you know, it's, hidden but anyway tim sorry um yeah continue oh that's it thanks for having me aboard oh okay well fine um so one question i have for you though so what is
2: your favorite game or what is your favorite game series you just had to go there let me think about that one i gotta go with pokemon red and blue okay that's a solid choice and pokemon pinball beat my 18 billion score nick (laughs) i'm calling you out jesus 18 billion yes billion (laughs) (laughs)
0: some numbers
1: go there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah wow that's a lot of points um cool man um great well Uh, With that, we're going to go ahead and move on to some new business. Um, I'll give you kind of a brief overview of the show today. Yeah, we're going to you know have normal new business, um, and then after that, we're going to have the news. Ty is going to be on the show. Uh, Me and Ty actually recorded separately, so I'm going to kind of be dropping that in the middle here. Um, After the new business, we'll do the news. Then after the news, we have a new segment here today. Uh, We've all been playing to some extent uh, a link to the past. And kind of in anticipation of A Link Between Worlds coming out next month in North America and in December here in Japan. So we're going to kind of have a, a little bit of a discussion about that. Um, yeah, so look forward to that. And But right now we're going to go ahead and go on with the new business. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and kick us off here with new business. And um, like many of you guys out there, you know, Pokemon X and Y is a thing that happened. And, you know, I've been out of the Pokemon game <laughs> for a pretty long time. I, I got Pearl on DS? I think it was Pearl. I, I don't know. Whatever. The first one on DS. Yeah, Pearl. Okay. Tim knows his Pokemon, so he, he can tell me. True. <laughs> Uh, so I had Pearl, I played it for maybe like 10 hours, and I just stopped playing, and I think I had Silver at 1.2, and I got it from a friend, I, you know, same thing, just stopped playing, but you know, with Red and Blue, I, I had Red back in the day, you know, 15 years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about, but you know, I had it back then, I played it for a long time, you know, beat everything, had a ton of fun, never got 151 Pokemon, well, hundred fifty because I suck. I only had 135. <laughs> but you know, I still, I still really enjoyed the game. It's just kind of just, I really, I have really, really good memories of that, especially like taking it to school and playing it in class
2: and never getting caught somehow. Yeah. I was the first one in my junior high to catch all 150 Pokemon. Aren't you special? I am. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't, wait, didn't you say you got like a Mew also? Through GameShark, but, but my buddy He ran into a Mew in Mount Moon. Apparently, there's like some glitched cartridges out there that that can happen. Hmm. So I can't tell you how many hundreds of hours I've spent searching Mount Moon (laughs) hoping to run into a Mew. God. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty sad.
1: You know, I, I I fucked up my original red because I got the missing number Pokemon. Do you know that one?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, and it, it was great at first, and then every time I went to I, I beat the Pokemon League or whatever the hell with it, and then after that I could never see you know because it tells you how many times you did it and who you did it with or whatever. After that, it was just all fucked up, like it, all these different random characters, like letters and shit on the screen is just messed up after that so
2: and that's why you'll never be a pokemon master
1: yeah i failed (laughs) i don't think i'm aiming to do that but (laughs) at any rate i you know i i've been kind of looking forward to x and y and i did a segment with alex calafi a little ways back him and josh max talking about it and you know those guys also did uh and don koopman um they also did a really good segment about uh, shortly after they released their reviews of the game. So if you want to hear more about that, definitely, you know, listen to that episode of connectivity. But um I you know, this isn't, I'm not going to go into like extreme details cuz I'm honestly not that far into the game. Um I've been playing for about 4 hours or so and uh you know, some of the things I really like, I really like the fact that, you know, they there's a, kind of like a semi-strong emphasis on the old Pokémon. Which is good for guys like me that are just kind of getting back into the fold because I mean I don't know what this thing that looks like a flower is you know I don't even some of these things I'm like oh this is brand new I'm thinking wait this could have been something introduced like seven years ago I have no idea so it's nice to kind of see some 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 familiar faces in there and stuff but um, I also really like the you know the whole visual redesign too I thought that was really cool uh, it's something I've been kind of wanting from a Pokemon game for a long time uh, so it does feel like Pretty open in that sense, but then at the same time still kind of limited and closed sometimes, like the uh, the digital movement and stuff like that. Right.
2: I, I, that was really off-putting at first.
1: Yeah, I'm still to the point where it is off-putting. I'm on the roller skates. I'm trying to maneuver around like a hedge maze, and it's like, okay, I can't go out the door or like the entrance of this thing because I'm like a centimeter off. And it's like, what the
2: fuck? Are you serious? So I have to like use the D-pad uncomfortably and do that. but. Right. Also, another problem uh, I have with the new Pokemon is the NPCs, just the things they talk about, it's so pointless.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I I just got to Lumino City and, you know, I'm in the coffee shop and someone's just talking like, oh, this coffee's good. It's like, what? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, but... I don't know. I, I don't know if like kids actually read this or anything. I I was reading it. Cause I was thinking, hey, maybe I'll find something useful. But you know, we we're talking a little bit earlier. But yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you just throw a pokeball at a Pokemon to catch him. It's like, well, no fucking shit. I
2: mean, right. And I I want to talk to every NPC because, for example, this may be a little, little bit of a spoiler, but one of the NPCs trades you a far fetched in the beginning. Oh, well, it's a far would I just I just didn't trade him because like I don't care about you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to talk to all the NPCs because they may offer you something awesome like that. Mm-hmm. But you just have to suffer through a lot of. Pokemon are cute. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean it's kind of weird but uh, you know, the the main demographic they're going for are kids and like I said, who the f- hell knows if kids are even like reading this or even care. Um so I I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah, so like I said, I haven't played too much. I mean, I think my Pokemon uh, I picked, uh my god, what's his name, the John, the, the, gra- the grass one, Uh Chespin.
2: Chespin, and he just evolved into this monstrosity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so excited when I saw Chespin, like, oh, he's adorable, everyone's going to choose him, but as soon as I saw that second level evolution, like, okay, I'm going Froakie. Yeah, this and I think even like the third level evolution is even worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a chestnut. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a chestnut Pokemon, but... Ugh, uh, no. It's, it, like it.
1: It, it's really weird. He's really ugly. But uh he's he's not a bad guy. I I just got to level twenty the other day and you know, I found like a Pikachu and um a couple other cool little guys around and yeah. I guess we can't be so vain with our Pokemon. I guess not. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did just yesterday I did just pick a Bulbasaur, um mainly because that's who I used in the, you know, original getting him to a Venusaur and stuff, but I, I probably should have went with something else
2: to kind of balance out my team. I totally agree. I picked Bulbasaur as well, but I chose Pokemon X because I really like the Charizard X evolution, and I probably should have gone with that one. That might have been a good idea. I didn't even think about that. Wow, I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that almost does it pretty much for me and my new business, just Pokemon talk. I'm enjoying it so far. I want to kind of play a little bit more of it, and um, hopefully before this whole deluge of games in the next coming weeks, starting with uh, you know uh, Band Brothers and... All this other cool stuff coming out on 3DS. uh, God, (laughs) I just want to try to finish this if I possibly can. But at any rate, um, we're going to go ahead and move on to
0: new business with Josh. All right. So I have been playing uh, through the magic of virtual console. I have dug up a delightful old gem, which I used to know as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And apparently it's called Punch-Out now. Because Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist, <laughs> <laughs> and they decided to take that, you know, his his image off of their wholesome gaming, you know, cartridge. So, but I was lucky enough, you know, I had the original, um, you know, with Mike Tyson. And I, I, you know, it took a long time, but I, I got good enough to get to Tyson, but I never beat him, because I think he's impossible to beat, <laughs> and... <laughs> I know there are videos on YouTube of people allegedly beating him, but I think they're fake because <laughs> it's simply not possible.
1: Let, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in dinosaurs?
0: Well, that's that's another topic for another <laughs> another show. But what was fun about the game, you know, you beat all these opponents and these characters, and you have to figure out what their weakness is and how to beat them. Like, like King Hippo, you got to punch him in the mouth, and you punch him in the big fat gut until he goes down. He won't get back up because he's too fat. <laughs> and so everyone's got their their weaknesses and you know after if you play it long enough you figure them out. Except for Tyson, he's invincible. <laughs> um but one problem I realized as I was playing it is just how you know racist the game is um because the, the game was obviously designed in a in a it was a different era back then before political correctness ruined everything. And <laughs> The programmers at Nintendo thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun if all the different fighters were from different countries and they were all just gross racial caricatures? (laughs) Like the Russian guy is a big drunk and the Indian guy has a towel on his head and uh, Von Kaiser was a Nazi. And, you know, so there are all these different, you know, racist characters, which I'm sure people would have a problem with today because everyone's got their panties in a bunch about that kind of thing. But I don't know. I mean, I think it's bad because I don't consider myself a racist person. But when they laugh at you and shake their titties at you when they beat you, you just get really angry. You're like, oh, you goddamn Indian, you know? (laughs) And you say things you don't mean. (laughs) So it can be frustrating. And it's, especially when they laugh at you, it's it's just so, it's like the dog from Duck Hunt. And it's got that old school eight bit, you know, sound quality. So the the laugh is like hur, 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 hur. it is just infuriating because they smile and laugh and taunt you, and uh you just want to throw your controller through the screen. But I was saying it's it's probably a good thing that they didn't have better audio because that way you know they can't really put Tyson's comments on. Because I, I was imagining what that would be like if if you know they had. Actual footage of Tyson's taunts, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your children. (laughs) I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. So maybe not what Nintendo was going for back then, but I don't know. I really love the game, and then I know there was there's probably been several sequels. I remember. You remember Super Punch Out? Super Punch Out. I didn't like it. It just wasn't. You know, I like I liked the original better. I'm I'm old school.
1: You know, I remember, like, seeing commercials and stuff for Super Punch-Out! back in the day. Just just thinking, hey, what's that? Because at that point, I'd never even played Punch-Out! We had, like, some kind of, uh, I think it was an Evander Holyfield boxing game that was, like, a simulation, and it was kind of (laughs) hard. And it was, I guess it was fun.
0: Well, I played Super Punch-Out! And the only character I remember was just, like, a hillbilly in in overalls. So they continued the whole racist, you know, caricature (laughs) theme, so, you know... Is something, you know, it's good to know that that continued. Yeah, I've been enjoying Punch-Out! Cool, right on. Yeah, cause I, you know, for the Bill
1: play, Link to the Past, I let Josh borrow my American Wii, because I have tons of virtual console games on there, including Link to the Past, uh, Punch-Out!, a bunch of other stuff that I'm probably ashamed to admit that I own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Rem, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. But <laughs> um, Anyway, so yeah, that's going to do it for Josh, and we're going to go ahead and move on to Tim for New Business
2: alright well let's see what have I been playing recently that's a great question I've been playing quite a bit of Mario and Luigi Dream Team on the 3DS
3: okay
2: and I've really been enjoying it Um, it's got a great sense of humor there's always introducing new attacks and they change up the gameplay mechanics but I kinda have a problem with the rhythm-based gameplay because you know I'm getting old I'm a busy guy, I, I, can't, I don't have as much time to devote to gaming, so sometimes I like to watch TV while I play, and because of the the rhythm, you always have to time your jumps, so that means you're constantly having to watch the screen, and that kind of bothers me.
0: Wait, how do you play, how do you play a video game without looking at the screen? It,
2: oh, I look at the screen, but you know I like to have something else going on in the background, for, I mean, for, like, an RPG, like, this game's an
1: RPG, and if you think, like, well, like, old-school RPGs, turn-based type of stuff, you can just, you know, you select whatever you're going to do, they'll do it, and you can kind of zone out for a couple of seconds or whatever, but with this new game, and actually a lot of, pretty much, like, all of the games in the series, more or less, right? that they, they, they have this mechanic where, yeah, it's an RPG, but it's, it's, Kind of like action oriented. You actually have to to get to inflict like more damage whenever your character is coming down on somebody. If you like hit at the right time, you can maybe get more damage on them or something like that.
2: It's pretty much double the damage. Shit. So.
1: So yeah, that's definitely something you don't want to miss out on.
2: Right, and you don't want to always when you're grinding levels, you just don't want to have to.
0: Yeah, um, it's really shitty of those programmers making a game that you have to look at. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would hate that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's something I can't really complain about.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, no, hey. You know, I, I think it might have been RFN, it could have been connectivity, but some other people had some issues with this too. You're not alone, man. I mean, uh, for me too, kinda when, it, when it comes to RPGs, I kind of wanted to sit back and relax and then just, you know, tap a couple of buttons and just let it go.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I find Mario and Luigi is the best one hour before bedtime because it totally tires me out and I'm just <laughs> ready for bed. Hmm. So, I, I've been playing that. Um, I've uh, also been playing uh, Mutant Muds on the 3DS, and that's just a really good game. It's If you're looking for a challenging platformer on the 3DS, I can't recommend that one highly enough.
0: I probably should also mention that I ate a half a pound of M&Ms while watching Danny play <laughs> GTA V for about an hour. Does that count as like a game I've been playing? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it counts. I consider it because I got to see titties, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a
1: thing in GTA V, so um, anyway. (laughs) So, okay, and that's going to go ahead and actually wrap us up for new business. Like I said, we're just going to kind of keep it short here today. Uh, One other thing, too, because, you know, I I said, Tim, you know, uh, well, Josh is like old school gamer, so he doesn't really have any, like, these new systems or anything, Um, And like I said, his expertise is mostly about, you know, Japan stuff. But anyways, you know, Tim, he has like everything. I mean, like you said, he gets the old school systems. He's got, you know, like eight 3DSs. (laughs) Am I wrong? Yes. Yeah. (coughs) It's not eight. It's like seven. Oh, okay. I'm an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway. um, Yeah. So that's going to go ahead and wrap up new business and we're going to go ahead and move on. Well, Ty is going to actually do his new business, and then after that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. (laughs) All right, and I'm here with Ty now, with the episodes a little bit different this month. Me and Ty are recording here together, and the other guys, you know, you've already heard us. We recorded previously, but Ty is going to go ahead and talk about some of the things that he's been playing recently for his new business.
4: Yes, I've been playing video games. Video games. Hard as it may be to believe. (laughs) But yeah, since uh, I didn't really have new business last month because it was TGS, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to talk about DuckTales. Oh, okay, Uh, cool. Yes, the HD remastered version. Mm-hmm. You you guys can go ahead and pretend I played it on Wii U. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. So you you love the gamepad support and all that crap, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's, it's fun. It's great to hear those original voice actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that the game is too hard, but it's not.
1: Yeah, I know, like, you're a stickler for... Well, you're harsh, I guess. On I'm. I'm a masochist. There. Basically, yeah. that's the
3: word you're looking for.
1: <laughs> there, there it is. I mean, Ty can play hard games, and he could beat them. He could beat them like quickly. I don't. What was it? Friday the Thirteenth or something? You were talking about a year ago, months ago.
4: Yeah, yeah, I beat that game.
1: <laughs> and it's supposedly like ridiculously hard or something, but I mean, yeah, you're just like, hey, what? Not really.
4: <laughs> oh no, it, that one is genuinely hard. Okay, but it's beatable.
1: Okay. Okay fair enough
4: so you know, you know like i think battletoads is like just right
1: yeah man shit like battletoads i remember back in the day my buddy this kid i knew he had like every system in like every game because his grandma spoiled him fucking rotten <laughs> <laughs> so it was always cool going to his house because he always had like the coolest games and stuff but yeah i played battletoads like once i never owned the game so i, I really don't know too much about it but i just know that it's hard
4: it's a good game but anyway ducktales yes um that was not one of the hardest NES games.
1: Okay. Did you play it originally on the NES back then? Yeah, in the day?
4: yeah. I was all about that game when I was a kid. Okay. And I'm I'm sure you've heard Johnny mention numerous times it was like the first game he beat when he was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not too hard. I mean, it's it's I think it's a little easier than the Mega Man games. Okay. But still kind of comparable, you know? hmm By the way, like, you know, a lot of people are bagging on the new version because it's too hard. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, like, you should read that as, you might die. Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. And, and, like,
4: like, there's so many modern games where, like, you die and, like, you don't even, like, go back. It's just (laughs) embarrassing. Like, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, DuckTales, it does have an extreme difficulty where you... Play all the way through, no saves, no continues. Oh, man. Just like the original game. (laughs) Well, I guess
1: that makes sense then, huh?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, if you die, like, on the normal difficulty, like, you have to restart the level. The levels are about the same length as the NES version. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like, I've played through the game, like, four times. Oh, okay. And, you know, I went medium, hard... And then extreme. And then, like, (laughs) I died once being dumb on extreme, and then I beat it the next try. So it's not too bad. Cool. And, like, you know, people who complain about it being too hard are, like, absolutely talentless vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to call out everyone right now. Like, if DuckTales is too hard for you, you should, like, quit video games and, like, (laughs) I don't know, do Sudoku or knitting or something i could take up knitting yeah
1: dude (laughs) i mean dude okay i really like you know kind of the modernization of games i like the fact that you know a lot of like old school re-releases be it virtual console stuff or just complete remakes like this i mean sometimes they have like save state stuff and stuff like that i think it just kind of takes the tedium out of things where it's like okay i just died at this boss now i have to go through all this bullshit to get to the same exact point for me i like the, the way the things are kind of now, because I don't know, sometimes I just don't like taking all that time to go through that shit again.
4: But yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, like uh, people like to be challenged, but they don't like to be punished.
1: <laughs> there it is. I think yeah. that's exactly it.
4: So like, I think a good way to um, present like some really hardcore video game challenge is, you know, get rid of backtracking Mm-hmm. get rid of like the do-over stuff like you take a game like super meat boy mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the levels are broken down into nice little small segments that like aren't even a minute long mm-hmm. and like if you die you just you don't re- redo all those levels you just redo that level
1: oh yeah yeah I, I totally liked basically how meat boy did things like you said man it's just like you're in and you're out and if you keep dying well it's not that big of a deal because you basically instantly
4: restart <laughs> so and, yeah, yeah that but, was it's still awesome. hard. It's still challenging. You God, still get yeah. your bragging rights when you finish it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I'm i not saying, though, that maybe a lot of people out there couldn't stand to learn a little patience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, practice makes perfect. Indeed. Indeed. Now, uh, let me tell you about another game I've been playing. Okay. Okay, you know the monthly fighting game thing I go to? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I snuck in a Nintendo 64 game called <laughs> Rakuga Kids. Okay, I think I've heard of this. I may have mentioned it in the past, but it's like the first time I actually got a chance to play it. Uh huh. And it's amazing.
3: Uh huh.
4: Okay, like... well, well, Rakuga Kids is a Japan, well, not Japan only. I think it got released in Australia for some reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a fighting game, and the characters are like like uh childish drawings Mm -hmm. you've got like like a cowboy and you've got like a bear that's also a tank Mm -hmm. and you have like a robot that looks like a trash can you have like like the cat version (laughs) of harappa the rapper so so and they all look like they're drawn by Cran, but they're like really fluidly animated Uh like if you're listening out there check it out on youtube while i'm talking about it Yeah, Like, it's, like, really pretty. It's hard to believe it's a Nintendo 64 game.
1: Yeah, I'll throw up some screenshots here, too. If if you're looking at your smart device or whatever, you can see that. But, yeah, check out YouTube stuff for this. I'm going to do that.
4: And it plays, like, I don't know. It's really good. (laughs) It plays, like, I don't know, kind of Guilty Gear and Street Fighter Alpha flavored. Okay. So, yeah, it's fun to play. And, like, nobody there had played it before. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing was just so silly, but it was, like, fun to play. Mm -hmm. So everybody got in all over that. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to round out your Nintendo sixty four collection a bit, uh, get that game because it's really cool and fun.
1: Cool. How much did you
4: get it for? Uh, one thousand yen. Okay, ten shit. bucks or so.
1: That's not that bad. Yeah. Um, cool. Because yeah, I definitely know that I have a uh, lack of fighting games in my in my N sixty four collection. So. It, it,
4: there's there's like not a lot. <laughs> yeah. And. There's even less that, like, aren't garbage. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I'll throw out some uh, fighting games I like on 64. I like Killer Instinct Gold. Mm-hmm. I like Mace the Dark Age.
1: I remember that game. I never played it. I just remember seeing advertisements for it and stuff. Yeah,
4: it's pretty cool. Uh, what else was there? There's, of course, Smash Bros. 64. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's BioFreaks.
1: I remember seeing yeah, ads for that, it's too. Kind of,
4: I'm not sure if it... That g- game is probably not actually good, but it's like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's fun, it's weird. It just it, uh, looking at like the cover, it, I just start thinking of the movie
1: Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I don't know. If you've ever <laughs> oh seen yeah, that. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a that's a great movie,
1: but well maybe not, but it's funny. Um, but <laughs>
4: Oh, 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 oh. Uh was it Fighter's Destiny? Yeah. That game is amazingly good.
1: Okay, yeah, isn't isn't like an RPG mode or something in that game?
4: Um, I don't think so. Either that I or mean,
1: something with I, kids. You could change the adults into kids or something.
4: I think you might be thinking of Virtua Fighter. Okay. Cuz well, there's a, there's a Virtua Fighter kids game. Okay.
1: Cuz I could have swore this game had some kind of an option like that. I think I, there
4: was a sequel.
1: Okay, maybe it was that.
4: Okay, um, but yeah, that's a good game. Uh, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Tekken except you win by getting a knockdown. Okay. And you you actually get points and you get um I think default is first to 7 points and you get different amounts of points for different kind of knockdowns. Okay. Like I think you get like 2 for a ring out, like 3 for a normal knockdown, 4 for like a super move knockdown. Mm-hmm. So but like it plays really well.
3: Mhm.
4: So check it out. It's unique, it's fun. Okay.
1: Cool. Well, did you ever? Re- God, what's the name of this game? Fighting game. I think it's called War Gods or something. Yeah,
4: War Gods. <laughs> yeah. That ge- <laughs> that game is it, it's like you know it's terrible. But <laughs> it it was frequently referred to as like the Mortal Kombat 4 beta. Yeah, I yeah. But I remember they were playing it at uh Wednesday Night Fights, which is like uh the weekly Southern California fighting game shindig where mm-hmm. uh, a whole bunch of the top players like play fighting games every week. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like doing that like just as a funny thing in the beginning, like as a at the beginning of the the night mm-hmm. that I remember. And I remember some people playing it. I think Alex Bayet was like blowing it up I, by that, I mean doing really well, <laughs> but I only vaguely remember I know there's some like ridiculous characters in that game, like Warhead <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, yeah. think... I, I don 't even know how I played
1: it, maybe I rented it or something, or a friend had it, but I remember just like playing it and just thinking, oh, this is okay, <laughs> and just yeah, not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much like this is okay, this isn't okay it's, why did I spend my?" you know, my allowance on this piece of shit, you know? Yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, to go back to DuckTales really quick, so, I mean, I know they have, like, you know, voice acting and all that stuff. And Oh, yeah, they whatnot. got
4: the original voice actors, except for the one guy who died.
1: Yeah, well, that's a little hard to
4: <laughs> to do. God.
1: Yeah. Um, like, okay, I mean, I've heard a lot of other people talk about it and stuff, and obviously you're playing this game in English because there's no Japanese release of the game, which would be...
4: Interesting, um but
1: yeah. So I mean, I've heard it's pretty spot on. Like, what, what's your opinion of this stuff? I mean, and also too, did you watch like Ducktales back in the day?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of the show when I was like seven to twelve. Okay, okay.
3: Yeah,
1: honestly, I started getting into the show when I was in high school because it was on like in the morning, and my brothers yeah. and
4: I just watched it. Cause it's... That's awesome, and, yeah. and I also actually read a lot of the old Carl Barks comic books. Oh crap! Okay, yeah. So, it, and of course, the show borrows like very heavily from them. Okay. okay. But yeah, the voice actors are great. I love the Beagle Boys.
1: Oh yeah, those those assholes.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. And they even had like like the unique ones that were in Ducktales. Mm-hmm. There's like Burger Beagle, um, Big Time Bouncer, and Baggy Beagle. <laughs> awesome. And they have they have those hilarious voices. I love those guys. Sweet man. Fuck the
1: police. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're they're burglars. Um, <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, um, I guess if that's all you got, we're gonna go ahead. And well, go- one one oh.
4: thing, I'll take like ten seconds. I've been playing a lot of Brutal Doom. Brutal it's so Doom. metal. Look it up on YouTube.
1: Okay, it's a. I'm assuming it's a fighting game.
4: No, it's Doom. <laughs> except it's oh, it, it's more brutal now. Oh God. yeah people on the internet have been adding like more violence and references to the comic book Mm -hmm. and more metal music (laughs) (laughs) and and a lot of gameplay enhancements basically okay so it's really fun and it's just classic doom it works with the classic doom uh, wad files
1: okay yeah i i almost exclusively played the original doom on super nintendo um
4: oh yeah i played that too before i had a good computer yeah it was
1: a cool like red cartridge my buddy had it and he'd always bring it over i'd borrow it and yeah i like when you go up to the wall and he's like <clears throat> when you're just like, you know pressing like the button to like yeah try to open up doors i don't know we always got a kick of that but um <laughs> anyway cool brutal doom oh, yeah
4: it's the most metal video game ever made
1: <laughs> awesome cool well uh is that is that it then man
4: Oh, don't ask that question. Okay, well, but I've I did play Borderlands two for like two hundred hours.
3: Fuck,
4: I'll just Jesus. leave that leave it at that. Okay,
1: well, damn, man, that's ridiculously hardcore. But uh, I it's exp- fun. Yeah, that, it sh- I, should-
4: I I I'm just a fan of the simple pleasures of shooting people. <laughs>
1: awesome. Well. If I see you wearing like a trench coat coming near me, maybe I'll run. Or maybe it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because
4: this is high school in the (laughs) nineties.
1: Exactly. And now we're gonna go ahead and kick it back over to myself, Josh, and Tim for the news. Alright, so we have a little bit of news here to cover. Um, I'm going to kind of try to go through this a little bit quickly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick off with Media Create Sales. And this is from October 14th to October 20th. And I'll just kind of throw out a couple of different bits of software that's kind of at the top of the list. And probably with, as come as no surprise, Uh, Pokemon that week sold 473,000 units, kicking it already up to 2.3 million. That's after just, you know being on the market for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So that's, you know, that's pretty incredible. Um, you know, Monster Hunter 4 still going pretty strong, over a hundred thousand units, kicking that up to 2.7. And that just came out, you know, September, mid September. And uh, kind of a surprise thing, not Nintendo related, but you know, we mentioned it <laughs> briefly in the new business, uh, GTA 5. It released here in Japan, I believe on October 12th. And yeah, th- this, that the, the week that we're talking about the sales, it's like 88,000 units or something, but it's already at like 450,000 units sold, which I don't know. I mean, these kind of games like Call of Duties, Grand Theft Auto, stuff like this, getting like more and more popular here in Japan. And even if you think about like the install base, like PlayStation three, I don't know, probably somewhere around like, I I, God, I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe 11 million, something like that. Um, but anyway, so I mean that's a pretty significant number of uh, you know <laughs> copies yep. on a system. So yeah, way to go. Um, as for hardware, Nintendo stuff, you know, 3DS still killing it. Uh, that particular week, hundred over hundred fifty thousand, so up to thirteen point three million. Wii U is doing shitty as usual. Uh, so yeah, just under three thousand units, and it's still just barely over a million here in Japan. So hopefully, maybe the holiday season will. Help it out, I still kind of have my doubts, but uh anyways, um other than that, so earlier in the month for the at the nintendo direct um you know Dagossel Band Brothers p it finally got a release date here in Japan it's coming out on November eleventh it's going to be forty eight hundred yen and it's uh, available as a physical or a download from the eShop. and what does the p stand for producer i I oh, think so okay. um, they released an application shortly after this where it's like a creation tool music creation tool i downloaded it and i was kind of fiddling around with it it's like super complicated and it just i don't know i just was fiddling with it and i was like this doesn't even look like fun (laughs) (laughs) so because you know i tim so you've played the original you know band brothers right yeah, it was probably one of my favorite games for the DS. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I, you know, we were just talking in, in the break here that you know I got it my first time coming to Japan. It was great. You know, I couldn't read Japanese for shit at the time, but it didn't matter. It was just fun. You just kind of figured it out and stuff. But uh, did you play the the sequel at all? No, I didn't. Okay, because I know they released it in Europe and mm-hmm. as Jam with the Band. And I, Don mentioned like the other episode that you can get it for cheap, like 10 euros or something like that. So oh. I, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I think I've, I've looked for it here. I just, this, this around looking for it on Amazon. It was like over, you know, 10,000 yen, like a hundred bucks. So yeah. I was like, man, fuck you. No, <laughs> but, um, no, I'm really excited about this game. Um, I know Tim is too. So you can definitely look forward to uh, us talking about that next month. Um. After that, at uh, the same Nintendo Direct on October first, uh, an attack on titan game i don 't are you have you
2: ever watched that anime? Yes, sir, okay, awesome, cool. did you finish it? Uh, no, I got up to about episode seven i believe okay okay it it 's crazy, and yeah it's, it's
1: I was really surprised like how popular it is overseas because like, I know it 's really popular here. Uh, you know I mentioned before my students all know about it, even like <laughs> teachers were <Yeah, yeah. laughs> like asking me, "Hey, did you watch this?" So I was like, well, not yet, and then I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, holy crap yeah." But uh, there's a game coming out on 3DS. It's like a 3D like action game. It's coming out on December 5th. It's going to be 6,090 yen. Uh, they have like a story mode that's based on the first season that's out right now. And also they have four-player co-op. Uh, they didn't really – I don't think that they said it was online, so I'm assuming it's local. Well, it's Japan, and that's just what they do. Right, right. But, um yeah, so, I mean, the game's title is actually Sengeki no Kyojin, Jinrui Saigo no Tsubasa, and I think that translates to, you know, basically the Attack on Titan uh, thing, and then, like, Humanity's Last Wing, I think is what it's That's called. Right. Um, So, yeah, there's that. And also, there is a new campaign for 3DS here in Japan. Basically, if you get two of any games on 3DS, either... It has to be a retail game. It can't be something like, you know, $5 Game Boy game or something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm talking like, you know, retail games. If you get two of those, you can get uh, to choose one other one for free. And that list, it's so we have Mario Tennis Open, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, Dogs, all versions that are available. Big whoop. <laughs> uh, Ocarina of Time 3D. Brain Age concentration training, Fire Emblem Awakening, Cold Sept the weird like card game thing. Don really liked it. I mm, okay. <laughs> uh, Calcio Bits Pocket Soccer League. It's like a soccer game. Came out a couple years ago. Hanato Ikimono Ritai It's like a weird encyclopedia thing almost whatever uh, pilot wing resort art academy lessons for everyone and then starfox 64 3d um and this kind of this is actually going on for quite a while it's, i think it's retroactively kicked it back to uh september 1st and it goes all the way until january 13th so yeah and then after that um I don't remember if this came out on the Nintendo Direct or not. I think it was maybe around the same time. Well, first there's a new original model 3DS coming out uh, for Monster Hunter Four. I don't, Tim, did you see that one? Um, is it blue? Yeah, it's blue, like a, kind of like a light blue, and like this white silhouette of like a monster, and uh, it looks pretty hot. It uh, comes with the game, and you know SD card, all that jazz.
2: So that makes three Monster Hunter bundles.
1: Yeah, there are three Monster Hunter Four <laughs> dss <laughs> now to count. Uh, this one, it's coming out on. So yeah, it's coming out actually on November 7th. It's going to be 19,800 yen. Again, that comes with the game too. Um, Then there are actually two other 3DS units that were just recently announced that are coming out in November as well. And Tim, I know you saw these too. Um, They look awesome. Are you going to pick one up? Oh yeah, I'm thinking about it because I I, I just got that uh, North American XL and I think it's great. And it's about time because my... 3ds is getting kind of janky okay. and um if, if you look at the screen right now well hopefully you would have been able to see that monster hunter one um i'm going to kind of flash some screens uh, images up of the this orange and black and then a, a turquoise and black i would say teal teal well, i think the actual on the japanese site in english
3: <laughs>
1: they put turquoise oh did they okay yeah so you're wrong huh. canada As usual. Yeah. <laughs> no. no more loonies for you no <laughs> just kidding um Anyways, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, the outside design of it is, like, one of those colors, either orange or turquoise. And then you open it up, and the inside's, like, completely black. And uh, then the buttons are, like, you know, orange or turquoise. And it's it's really sharp-looking, some really sharp-looking units. Uh, they As opposed to other 3DS XLs here in Japan, they these ones come with a power adapter. And they come with, like, this special uh, pouch that you can put your 3DS in that also doubles as a cleaning case. Cool. So...
2: Yeah, I think I would buy one too, but I just bought the uh, Pokemon Gold mm-hmm. Pokemon Center 3DS. Mm-hmm. So uh, that there goes my budget for 3DSs this month.
1: So yeah, that's actually going to go ahead and about do it for the news here, like I said. So next we're going to go ahead and move into the segment, a link to the future, and just right after this quick musical break.
3: Down with Zelda from the very start.
0: I got the heart It's my to play the private down with Zelda. Beepin' through it's been overhead too, cause a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do, so I stay on track, collect the facts never cut the slack, and I always watch my back for Jack. Down. Zelda,
3: yeah, don't I spend I'm the man with
0: the plan, cause the power's
3: in my head, and the power's in my head.
1: Alright, so we have a special feature here for uh the Famicast this month. Uh all of us here have been playing in some capacity. Uh, A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, whatever system you could have, you know, you have it on or played it on.
4: Super stopped. Nintendo or Bust.
1: Super Nintendo or Bust. Uh, I I actually, I have it on my US Wii, uh, the Virtual Console version, but one of the other guys, uh, Josh, I let him borrow my Wii so that he can play it. And then I just bought it on my Japanese Wii U and I've been playing it on there. Um, but yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about Kind of our experience with this game and um all that type of stuff, and then kind of talk a little bit about link between worlds and maybe what we're looking forward to what we're not looking forward to all that kind of stuff and you know with me and Ty here, we're just gonna go ahead and kick it off, and Ty's actually gonna go ahead and do that, and I have a couple of questions here first, so Ty, like when did you first play link to the past
4: um basically it it was uh right after it came out, I think,
1: oh man, okay.
4: Yeah, right when it came out. But the thing is, you know, I was poor, and <laughs> I must have been, like, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it came out in 91? 91, no, or
1: 92.
4: 92. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 10 or 11 years old. And, you know, so I rented it. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I fell in love with it. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. And I begged my parents for it, and they got it for me for Christmas. Oh, awesome. Yeah, this is... Uh, I I feel like this is, like, a really common story, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I pleaded a lot. Mm -hmm. I pleaded it through many, many times. And, (laughs) you know, until basically I could do it with, like, one sitting, no deaths. Wow, okay. Shoot.
1: Um, So, yeah, I mean, my story, it's a little bit different, and I'll go on about that in a little bit. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, this this game is something that kind of just changed my whole opinion of games, because pretty much up to this point, I had played just a lot of, like, platformers, and, you know, I was into Mario Kart and stuff like that, and I, I played this pretty late myself, so. Um... Yeah,
4: well, actually, I, I feel like my whole family were Zelda fans, because we had hmm. Zelda 1 and 2, uh-huh. and, you know, all of my family members, like, both my parents, me and my brother, played uh, Nintendo games a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Cool. Yeah. Like, So they had no, no problems like, hey, here's Zelda. Cool. I want to play it too. Yeah. My parents
1: definitely weren't into games. They basically stopped playing games after Mario Kart because it made my
4: mom sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom could not look at F-Zero. Uh, I don't know if I could look at F-Zero, but. <laughs> but Yo, uh, did you see some guy like uh, set up F-Zero to work with the Oculus Rift? Oculus really? Rift? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy I would like crap. to play that until I die. It <laughs> might really which would be die. about like 45 minutes. Yeah, oh god. Um you know, yeah,
1: my my family, I mean aside from my brothers, I mean they didn't really play games, so my parents just, you know, gave us games, gave us money, and we saved up and bought games and stuff like that. But um yeah, this, this was my first Zelda game. So and, Oh. Yeah, so I have definitely really really fond memories of this game, but um yeah, I'll go into that in just a little bit, but um yeah, so, I mean, as a kid, you played through the whole game, beat it and everything?
4: Yeah, dude. Okay, cool. What, do you think you could stop me?
1: I don't think I, I don't, can. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, when was the last time you played it? Like, well, I guess aside from maybe recently before the show or something, um, is this a game you go back to often, or is this something that you just haven't played in, like, ages, or what?
4: Um. It Let me think about that. Okay. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I replayed it at some point during college or Mm. high school. Mm, I don't remember, but, you know, I played through it so many times. Like, you know, I can just replay it in my head whenever I want. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, I was thinking about this, like, before we recorded and stuff. I was thinking, well, shit, like, when was the last time I played? And, you know, I bought it on the Wii VC, but I didn't beat it because one of my buddies, he came over and he just played it and I just watched him play and, then i just never (laughs) beat it It it's like i buy things and just don't beat them which is a bad habit Uh, but yeah jesus it might have been like 10 15 years ago since the last time i even like really seriously sat down and played this game yeah Um,
4: but like like, i don't know i i can't really feel the motivation like after i beat it with like no deaths (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's pretty much as good as it gets I mean, you know, maybe I could try to speed run it, but, you know, I'm not feeling that motivation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess in terms of dungeons and stuff like that, like, are there any
1: dungeons that you particularly liked, like, more than others? Or, like, a certain, like, did you like the, the first part of the game better than the last half? I mean, Dark World, Light World type of stuff. Like, what, what are some of your favorite parts of the game?
4: My favorite parts? Um, I really like the first Dark World Dungeon because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like um, the challenge kind of turns up a little bit mm-hmm. and it seems like things get serious. And mm-hmm. But it's also really fun. Yeah. And uh, the second one too with the water puzzles and oh, the hook yeah. shot. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you on the, you know, it just gets kind of like serious because in the light world, everything's kind of, you know, cheery and, you know, bright and colorful and stuff like that. And you get to the dark world, this is this dark, depressing gritty-looking... I mean, yeah, it's like, you know... <laughs> gritty, mature. Gritty, mature.
4: Link <laughs> shoots people.
1: <laughs> I mean, Stay you out can. the hood. He can, yes. Um, steal their Impala or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's it's kind of, like, creepy. Just kind of just playing it here recently and just going through, just kind of realizing the whole differences between the two worlds. It's 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 pretty pretty interesting, and I really like that aspect of it.
4: Yeah, and, um, like, that coupled with... I think the jump in difficulty... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that really lends a lot to the game, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, because, you know, I was playing through it first. I was like, oh, this, shit, this is easy. And then it just started getting to the point where I just was like... I mean, I I always try to make sure I have, like, a fairy and then, like, some blue potions just on standby, just in case this things just go to hell. And in some of the dungeons, they did, like... I think I was in the ice temple and for whatever fucking reason, there was a section where there's a spinning like fireball thing and it's going around and you have to walk on these narrow corridors and you got to like time it right. I mean, there's like a place where you can like rest and just like wait for the thing to pass by again. But I kept falling off the fucking edge. Like, I don't know, probably like <laughs> 10 times. It was, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with my thumb? I just kept falling off and dying. And then I don't know. I had to keep wasting like my fairies or whatever. And, Ugh, God. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, my motor skills just failed me for that moment. Jeez. Yeah. But in terms of bosses, like, from what you can remember playing, like, what are some of your favorite ones, or were there any that you just freaking hated, or...
4: Um, let me think. You know, generally, the formula is, like, you... Just like most all of the Zelda games, like you use the item you picked up to beat the boss,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and like, let's see, I, re- I remember the one used the hammer, on you used the hammer to break his mask thing. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Helmessor King,
4: yeah, Helmessor King, yeah. that's a cool name. Yeah, yeah. I remember in the the Dark World Forest Temple, mm-hmm. there's like that weird moth boss. Oh like yeah, you have, to, you have to like burst down really fast. I remember he was pretty tough.
1: Yeah, I I think at him, I had ran out of, like, all of my healing stuff, and I was just, yeah, it was getting really hardcore. It's just my most recent playthrough, and, yeah, I beat him with, like, one heart, and I was like, thank God, because I didn't want to have to go all the way through to get to him again, you know, it's just kind of annoying. But, right. Um, yeah, that, that guy's pretty rad. I really enjoyed fighting him. He's really fun.
4: You know, one of the things I always tended to do was... Uh you know not do the temples in order you switch the ice temple and the forest temple oh. i think and it makes things way easier really okay yeah cuz like okay in the the ice temple which is like in the dark world lake if i remember yeah correctly yeah there's there's like this puzzle it's a huge pain in the ass where you push blocks around and you have to run around like an idiot forever but instead of doing that like um you skip and go the next temple because, like, the way is not blocked off to you. To do you the, do the, the next temple first? Do you get the rod that lets you create the blocks? Ah, uh, yeah. And then you just, like, sabotage that entire puzzle. <laughs> Fuck you, dungeon. <laughs> Pro yeah. strats.
1: Yeah, definitely. Shit. I wish I would have thought of that. That's,
4: that's awesome. M- MLG. <laughs>
1: Indeed. YOLO. Uh, in terms of, like, items and stuff, like, what are some of your favorite items from the game?
4: Well, you, you know, the the bottles were cool because, like, you, you know, you get a health potion or you get a fairy to bail you out of trouble. And so so um, in order to not die, those are is super important tools. And there are four. And let's see if I can remember where they all are. Remember, there's, like, one under the bridge. There's one yep. in the back of that guy's house and somewhere or other but yeah like if you know where those are like make a point to get those as soon as you can and then you know if i remember the fairies resurrected with seven hearts make yeah. you death proof but you know if you have a lot more than seven seven hearts you use the health potions to keep to manually keep yourself alive
1: yeah so yeah that's that's why i said i always had like a fairy and then like some blue potions or something, just in case I didn't like heal myself in time, and I just get destroyed by a boss or something like that, which you know it can happen. Some of these bosses can get pretty crazy when they're running around like assholes and just.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, how many times did you get knocked off by the centipede boss in oh, like my the third God. dungeon? Yeah, how many?
1: And I I think five <laughs> times, <laughs> and then eventually I just got it. I mean, he's not he's he's not like hard, I guess, but it's just the fact that he keeps knocking you off of that you know tower thing and it's just like man you son of a bitch seriously i have like one more <laughs> hit on you <laughs> but
4: yeah but um you know i feel like most of our listeners have probably played through this game yeah definitely. and if they haven't they need to get on it <laughs> yeah because it's let me tell you it's a lot better than the zelda games they make now
1: <laughs> yeah i you know earlier this <laughs> earlier this year i played link's awakening and, you know, then after just playing this here recently... It's oh, like, that's my favorite one. Yeah, Link's Awakening was great. Because at, at that point, I had never beaten it. And if you want to hear me talk about it, I think that was a couple of months ago, maybe May.
4: Yeah, I so. think I remember.
1: But, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And it made me realize, like, how much I really like 2D Zelda. I think more so than 3D Zelda. It's just... I don't know, there's just something that's different about it. And it's just...
4: Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I remember being... Like, buying... Uh, Ocarina of Time when it came out, and being kind of disappointed with it.
1: Oh man, when I bought Ocarina of Time, I was totally hyped, I mean, just way hyped, and just totally loved the game, and over the years, you know, kind of going back to it and stuff, I played it five years ago, because it was like 10 year anniversary, I should probably finish the 3D version that I bought, you know, two years ago, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still fun, I like it, but I mean, it's just, I don't know, I just don't find myself enjoying it as much as... I do, like, these older games, these 2D games in particular. Yeah, I,
4: I think a lot of it is the pacing. Yeah. When you when you make a 3D game like that, like, things just have to get slower. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they have to, but they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, shit, I think, because my last playthrough of Ocarina of Time, I think I played something like 33 hours or something, and I wasn't even getting everything. I, wasn't, I was not not getting, like, all the pose and, you know, all the hard pieces, nothing like that. It's just, like, playing through kind of bare minimum, all that stuff, and... Right now, with Link to the Past, I have all the heart pieces, all of everything, and I did, I'm right outside of the tower again. And so I'm about to go through that, and then you know I'll fight Ganon. Um, and what, what I really enjoyed about the dungeons and stuff—I mean, the first three—they seem to kind of take a little bit longer, maybe like 35, 45 minutes, like per dungeon or something. But in the Dark World, all the stuff is—it's—it's it's a lot shorter, and it's just kind of like bite size and. Because I remember thinking about it, as, well, <laughs> I started doing it, like, basically earlier this week. So, I was thinking, okay, shit, I have a week to play this. I don't know if I can do this. But no, man, it was no problem. I I could, like, beat dungeons sometimes in, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes.
4: So, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, Ocarina of Time didn't have, like, the super cool dash boots where you <laughs> dash everywhere all oh, yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that's a good feature. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Exactly. It's just fun. It's there's
1: no other way to really describe it. It's just a lot of and fun. And
4: slam into walls and bounce backwards.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was or awesome.
4: just bulldoze enemies. Yeah. That's it's fun. so good. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ty, you know, before we started recording, you know, Ty has some <laughs> I guess regional difference things that he wants to talk about between yeah. the Japanese version and the US version. And I I might know some of these things. But I don't know if I know all of them. And well, Ty, just let us have it, man. Like, what? Right. What are some of these. What are some of these things?
4: Uh, hmm, Let's see. I didn't take notes, but okay. Like one of the big things they did was um, they made anything like very religious sounding into something not religious sounding. Ah. Because America, <laughs> or whatever. Like, like, what what is the name of the game in Japanese? It's, like... Kamigami no torai force, basically yeah, Triforce. Basically, Triforce of the, of, of the Gods. Yeah. Right. And that is not the name of the American version. <laughs> Definitely and like, not. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the big fat fairy you visit before the end of the game, mm-hmm. she's, like, described as a goddess in the game. But in the American version, she's the great fairy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other things like that. Yeah. I mean, not just in Zelda, but in a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, like even... Go ahead. Sorry. Like uh, DuckTales. Mm-hmm. I guess either in the Japanese version or the beta version, like, you know, there'll just be something minor. Like in the Transylvania level, there'll be like crosses on the tombstones.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But for the American version, they were taken out and replaced with R.I.P. <laughs> Rip in peace. <laughs> Man.
1: You know... it. it Especially with these older games, I get it. You know, there's. I don't know how far, like, America's came from then till now. I, I'd like to think that we've come a long way with tolerance and stuff like that. And you can see a lot. I mean, shit, look at a game like The Binding of Isaac. I mean, the, the title, I mean, Johnny had talked about it a couple of weeks ago on um, RFN, and I had watched one of my buddies play. And I don't know. I mean, you got a lot of people up in arms. It's about abortion, there It's like, well. Kinda, (laughs) but not really. You know, and I don't don't know. know, This kind of like oversensitivity and stuff like that. I don't know. I I just find that kind of like problematic and can maybe even take away from maybe the original intent of some of the developers and stuff. But. uh.
4: Right. Yeah. Like as a business, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. But, you know, intent of the developer is, you know, it's pretty important to me. Yeah. And uh, I also like games where you take apart people with. Rusty blades. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, another difference, and I wanted to talk about this. Some of you may remember the Chris Hoolahan room.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what this is.
4: Okay, so in Link to the past no, not Link to the Past. Uh yeah, Link to the Past. The <laughs> one we're talking about. <laughs> yeah,
3: Link to the Past. Uh-huh.
4: Um there's there's a secret room. That is kind of difficult to get into. But you get into it. And it will give you a big pile of blue rupees. And leave you a little message. And. Like. It's not so much a secret. As it is like a crash prevention measure. Uh-huh. When they're programming the game. When you move from one area to the next. Or you know. You go in a, a door or a cave or whatever. um, If the game. Like is bugged out and does not know where you're going. It just dumps you in this room. Huh? (laughs) Okay. So like if, if you do like a a weird sequence of events to mess with the game's memory or something like that, Mm -hmm. it will dump you in this room. And this existed in the Japanese version. Okay. And when you go in there, you get your rupees and it says something like, this room is a secret to everyone. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> so, something like that in Japanese. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh okay, in the US before the game came out, they ran a contest in Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. And the contest was if you won, you got your name in a upcoming uh Nintendo game, Super Nintendo game rather.
3: Uh-huh.
4: And uh so the winner was Chris Hoolahan. <laughs> okay. So you see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. So if you get to this room in the American version, you check the notice and it says, my name is Chris Houlihan. This is my secret room. Don't tell anyone. Okay. (laughs) So like if you just wandered into it by chance, Mm -hmm. that might be kind of weird. (laughs) yeah i'd be like what awesome that doesn't sound
1: like a zelda series name but okay (laughs)
4: yeah like you can reliably get into this room with uh certain methods you can just look it up on youtube or whatever cool yeah i'm gonna try that that's
1: i don't because that sounds familiar Uh, maybe houlihan i just heard that name like a billion times some other place but I don't know if I remember doing this, or somebody told me about it, or whatever. It,
4: yeah, it's kind of a secret, whispered in hushed tones, <laughs> at least before the days of the internet. Because, uh-huh. like, I don't think a method was ever printed in like Nintendo Power or maybe no other magazine even. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, you could do weird things in game by uh, manipulating the memory <laughs> with a weird set of actions or movements mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
4: like like i swear to god there's like a speed run <laughs> a super mario world where this guy just like dances around and does like all these arbitrary things but the thing is he's just manipulating memory values huh okay and like in the middle of like world one two he like goes directly to the end screen
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay wow okay
4: so yeah like some games you know, they don't have a, a lot of room for a lot of memory values, so you can uh, manipulate them in hilarious ways. Interesting, kind of like um, it's kind of a well-known secret in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a Famicom and you had a uh, tennis, mm-hmm. and you had Super Mario Brothers,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you could, you know, do like X amount of serves in tennis, and then hot swap the cartridge to Super Mario Brothers, and get like a. Like one of two hundred and fifty-five uniquely generated worlds <laughs> in Super in Super <laughs> Mario Brothers.
1: <laughs> wow, I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah.
4: yeah. So like um if you can think like a programmer and do some weird chicken dance to make the game do weird things, you can have an awesome YouTube. Interesting. One of the best ones I ever saw was for Super Mario Land on Game Boy. Uh-huh. Like where this guy like Jams himself into like a world of random blocks that looks like vomit, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like carefully manipulating things
3: Mm -hmm.
4: to like speed run the game. So that's fun, and but yeah, back to the Chris Hulahan room. Uh, your mileage may vary depending on which version of the game you play. Like if you play it on, you know, the Wii Shop or. Game Boy Advance or something. Yeah, Game Boy Advance or whatever it's come out on. Mm -hmm. Like, the room may or may not be there, or the message may be different. I don't know all the differences off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. because if you're not playing it on the Super Nintendo, you're a silly child. I'm a silly child. (laughs)
1: Yes.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Do,
1: do, Do you know of any other differences in the game? or?
4: I think you do. I do. (laughs) Maybe you'd like to tell us about it. Sure.
1: Yeah. These are just like really simple things that I noticed immediately when I started playing. And um, basically, I don't know if, I I didn't even know this until I bought the Japanese version on the Wii, on the Wii shop. And um, the whole title screen is just completely different than it is in the American version. You know, the American version, you know, it starts out with the, you know, you got the Triforce coming, the semi 3D thing kind of flying onto the screen and then, you know, then the sword goes through it, and there's the background with the castle and the river and all that stuff, and the music picks up. And the Japanese version, it's just a black screen, and right after the Triforce thing comes up, and I'm waiting for, the, you know, the sword to go through, the Z, and all that stuff, but that doesn't happen. Just the... Whoa. Yeah, the music just kicks on, and it's, the title appears in the bottom underneath Zelda, and that's it. It's just a black screen <laughs> with, the, with the logo, and I was like, okay... And then, wow. you know, but yeah, Once, then after that, once you start, if you go into the, you know, character creation thing, that's different too. It's very reminiscent of the original Legend of Zelda, just completely black screen, and, you know, just like the simple, like, you know, one, two, three, and all that type of stuff, compared to the American version with, like, you know, the border and all this other stuff. So, I was really surprised by that it wasn't like you know like oh my yeah God. That, that would
4: like trip me out that would like totally disorient me
1: yeah it, it, it's exactly what it was just disorienting You're like Whoa. it's like a
4: hallucination effect
1: yeah it's like this This yeah. can't be true this can't be happening <laughs> this can't be happening <laughs> the darkness type of stuff you know <laughs> yeah dude but um one of the other interesting things i found that when i was playing um i got the magic hammer and you know it's a cool item and stuff and I was, just, I saw what they called it in Japanese, and I just immediately started laughing. And if you yeah, look, at, look at your phone right now, and if you could read Japanese, um, you could see this. But it says, you know, hey, I have the MC Hammer. And you're like, what? <laughs> they literally called the Magic Hammer in the Japanese version the MC Hammer, like as in the rapper. And I have no idea how they got away with that. But then again, too... Japan is the country where on their daily shows and whatnot, they're playing like Lord of the Rings music and they probably don't pay royalties to anyone. So,
4: (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's easy to get away with in Japan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Which is no doubt why they changed it in the U S
1: exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I
4: thought that was kind of just a fun little, just ask M Bison.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. That was just a kind of a fun little thing that they had in the game. And I was just kind of surprised by, and I don't know if too many people know about it, but, uh, yeah, that that was that was interesting. But um that that's pretty much all of the differences that I spotted. Um yeah, so
4: yeah. Um so if we want to wrap up Zelda chat. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about Region chat.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, so you know, in a game like that, they'll make they'll make changes for quote unquote localization or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, they'll change the characters to robots in the German version because <laughs> that's what they're into. Sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> America, they'll take out all the God stuff. <laughs> now, in Japan, what do you think they take out if you're porting an American game over to Japan or racing, re- releasing a game in multiple regions?
1: Well, I have one one particular example that i could think of i think it was when they released uh, fallout 3 maybe yeah. i think there's something uh, maybe it wasn't fallout 3 i don't know some game they're talking about like nuclear bombs yeah <laughs> that's a like thing that. in
4: fallout by the way okay yeah so it must Tunnel have been snakes rule
1: <laughs> must have been that and they just took out like certain sections of the game dealing with I guess controlling nuclear blast or some kind of crap like that, and wow, I can understand you know some sensitivity. I released the game at all. I mean, it's <laughs>
4: fucking called Fallout.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong about the game too, but it was something definitely dealing with nuclear bombs, and it was just kind of you know that's a super sensitive issue here. Any time that anybody ever talks about even just World War II, I just feel like an asshole. I, <laughs> seriously, yeah, right. and yeah I mean, you know, most people have you know moved on and whatever, but it's still kind of just an uncomfortable thing to talk about as a foreigner here in Japan. but um anyways, Ty, you probably have some other
4: examples. Okay or something. Well, well, let me throw some uh, video game names at you. okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Resident Evil Six.-hmm. Okay. Samurai Showdown Sen, uh-huh, and Spartacus Legends.: Okay, is that like Those- a mobile game? Uh, yeah, it's like a free-to-play fighting game on PS3 and Xbox Live. And, like, who cares? Okay. okay. <laughs> but anyway, what do these games have in common?
0: Uh, killing things?
4: Yeah, basically. Okay. Um. So uh, none of these games are region locked. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so I have an American 360 and a Japanese 360. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Like, if I take the disc for Resident Evil 6 and put it in, you know, my American Xbox that says Resident Evil 6, oh. I take the same disc, the American version, put it in the Japanese version, and it says Biohazard 6. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. And... But that's not all the... That's not the only change that happens, mm-hmm. even on the same disc. Okay. Um, I was playing it on my Japanese 360, and... Uh, the zombies' heads do not pop. Huh. They do not explode. They do not come off. Interesting. The sound effect is there. <laughs> like, I had the same thing happen with uh, Resident Evil 4 when I bought it for the Japanese Wii. Uh-huh. But, you know, this is the same disc, the American version disc, mm-hmm. in two different systems. Hmm, that's interesting. And, okay. So, s- same deal with Samurai Showdown Sen. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know it's Samurai Showdown, Mm -hmm. and uh, at the end of the round, like sometimes you can uh, like decapitate the opponent or cut off their hand, and it's it's pretty brutal. (laughs) Uh Look it up on YouTube if you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, in the Japanese, not the Japanese version, the same disc, Mm -hmm. the American version disc in the Japanese console, does not have these decapitations. Huh, like what happens then? Do you even have yeah, the
1: option? Just, they, just,
4: they just fall down and get KO'd like, <laughs> like any other hit. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Spartacus Legends. <laughs> okay. The the free-to-play fighting game, it's very, you know, it's a gladiator-themed kind of thing. Sure. Where you can make your own fighters and fight people or the CPU or whatever. Like, uh, you can uh. You can uh, decapitate your opponent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Except if you do it on your Japanese Xbox, or, and I'm assuming PS3, mm-hmm. it doesn't show the decapitation. It just, like, it did something, like, completely stupid. Like, it just, like, covered, like, the whole screen with, like, the name <laughs> of the game. Well, I, like, fucking murdered this guy. <laughs> wow. And, th- and this is a game, like, I downloaded, like, with my American account off the American Xbox Marketplace. Uh-huh. So, I mean, this isn't region locking cuz you can play the game. Yeah. So, I'm trying to invent the term for this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh let's see. I uh, I've got some uh, candidates here. Mm-hmm. I've got region meddling? Mm-hmm. Those meddling kids. <laughs> exactly. Region tampering. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, region fuckery. I think that's the winner for me. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think that's going to get reprinted in magazines. Though. It might. You don't know, you never know. <laughs> <day and age. laughs> yeah, I mean, who reads magazines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so region fuckery. Region fuckery. What? I mean, this start. Yeah. I mean, you know, this used to happen with different versions of the game, but now they can put all the different regional version versions on one disc.
1: Yeah, man, that's interesting. And wow, okay, so back to Resident Evil Four. Like, they can't pop the zombies' heads. Like, what happens whenever the fucking bugs and shit come out of their heads? Uh,
4: I I think the bugs still come out. Okay, but. But like, if it's like a vanilla bad guy, <laughs> like their heads won't explode. But it,
1: Man. like, it'll
4: still make the same sound effect, like the spray of blood sound effect. Uh-huh. Like after you blast their dome, mm-hmm. and it's like the same deal with the the regular zombies in Resident Evil Six. I, and like, it made the sound, and they just kind of collapse like they would, but the head is still there. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
1: That's so fucking weird. Because okay, you think about like okay, this the thing about something like Attack on Titan. That is like right. the most brutal one of the most brutal anime that I've ever watched and it's like ridiculous. I mean right. God, people getting like snapped in half and just there's decapitations all over the place. And this is yeah. on like T V. <laughs> Kids can like watch this, you know? And I don't know, I don't I don't get it. But.
4: I don't know. I don't think it was that actually super explicit like a lot of things happen just slightly off screen well nah. well sometimes yeah but yeah i see what you mean so like i can understand when it's like an american game company being cautious sure but like when it's a japanese game company being cautious about like their own like home country demographic like i don't know what the hell is going on
1: yeah i mean these games have ratings i mean <laughs> i i don't know Ty, have you ever seen the movie battle royale
4: yeah dude a hundred times okay awesome man. well literally i've seen it over 20 times awesome
1: i love that movie and it's yeah. ridiculously bloody like i mean there's bombs on kids necks and they blow up and it's just like this ridiculous spray of blood all over the place and it's glorious and ridiculous at the same yeah. time and i don't know i've known people that have taken it seriously it's just so bad i'm like what the fuck this is just ridiculous
4: come on i, I showed that to my parents my mom like <laughs> They cringed the entire time, and my dad laughed the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But ugh. anyway. It's, a, it's yeah. a good movie that'll tell you a lot about Japan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something that Ty and I have to deal with every year on our school trips. Right. <laughs> um, cool. Cool well i guess one more oh go ahead
4: so what do you think region fuckery then
1: region fuckery is definitely the way to go for me i want to hear
4: some some feedback from the listeners just like drop by my twitter which is super cat drugs by the way Mm -hmm. or just like on the nwr forums like Mm -hmm. just reply to this podcast i guess yeah yeah drop us a line on the uh talk back for sure um, and t- tell me if you like the term region fuckery <laughs> because it's gonna be like the new region locking in like five years <laughs> it's like region locking is on the way out like every company has like dropped it except nintendo yeah and god i hope nintendo caves in soon so i don't i don't want to buy like another 3ds or another wii u
1: yeah i know i'm um,
4: Just drop it. You're like behind the times. Get with it. (laughs) Just
1: get with it. It is Nintendo. So I don't know if that's (laughs) going to happen. I guess to kind of close this out here. So you know, Link Between Worlds comes out in North America, I believe, November 22nd. And it comes out in Japan. It was going to come out in 2014. Oh, man. A lot of
4: things come out on November 22nd.
1: Yeah. It's a crazy time to be a gamer. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's but that it, time of the year. Exactly, exactly. And I was really pleasantly surprised with the latest Nintendo Direct because Nintendo was like, yeah, you know, Link Between Worlds or, you know, Kamigami no Triforce 2. The uh, Triforce of the Gods 2, as it's called here in Japan. They're like, yeah, it was going to come out in 2014, but we're pushing it up a little bit. So now it's coming out oh, on... wow. Uh, so
4: it's like a direct sequel to Link to the Past. Exactly.
1: Direct sequel. And that's the whole... Yeah, whole reason why we're doing this, and um, but yeah, that comes out here in Japan on the twenty sixth. And Ty, are you gonna pick this up? Are you excited at all for this game?
4: Not really, but okay. after today, maybe I'll give it a good look.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I, they just give Is it a Is it two D? It's three uh, D, but it's top down. Ah, so, okay. And it's basically using the. You know, Link to the Past world just kind of recreated and have a couple of other new, you know, uh, things. Well, if,
4: it, if it's effectively 2D, I'm a lot more interested. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, man. So I think, yeah, if you like Link to the Past, I think this is definitely... Well, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know a lot about this game, but if if you like Link to the Past, this is definitely <laughs> something that you want to pick up because it's going to be... looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> but... Cool. Well, Ty, unless you have anything else to say about Link to the Past or region fuckery or <laughs> Yes, it's else? happening. Region fuckery is happening. <laughs> Let's uh, start
4: get mad, getting mad about it already. I, I am mad. I'm super pissed In, right now. End region fuckery. <laughs> what? Oh, no. We'll wait, 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 wait until we've ended region locking, and then we can get mad about region fuckery.
1: There we go. One step at a time. So. All right, man. Well, Ty, you know, thank you for coming on with me here in this little section. Hopefully, well, you know, next month we're gonna have a live show and all that stuff. Still, don't know exactly what's gonna happen there, and we might have just another regular episode. And Ty, I think maybe, um, maybe we'll have you come on. Yeah, you know, we'll all be together. You can meet the new guy, Tim, who is a new Japan correspondent here on NWR. And Ooh, um, yeah, cool. So. Yeah, it should be fun. so but anyways, yeah man, thank you for coming on and yeah, we're going to go ahead and continue on with the other guys and myself here in a couple of moments. Yes. Okay, so now we've reached the kind of the main reason, well, the main segment of this whole episode. I've been I've been pretty excited about this. I started thinking about this back in August, and uh, kind of glad that it you know actually finally came together. And um, I'm aptly naming this uh, "Link to the Future," uh, <laughs> uh, obviously a play on "Link to the Past." Um, you know, with "Link Between Worlds" coming out here uh, pretty soon, I, I thought it would be a good idea to take a look back at "Link to the Past" because I know myself it's been a very long time since I played the game and uh, for Tim and Josh well we could you guys can hear their stories behind like their experiences with the game and whatnot but um, I'll go ahead and start us off and just just exactly that Um, basically when was the first time that we you know played this game and I know for myself uh, back in like 1996 um, there was a big big string of tornadoes and stuff that came around like through central Illinois where I lived and like my house was okay I'm sorry my trailer, trailer? Yeah, was,
0: my, <laughs> was your trailer all right in the big hurricane my my
1: my trailer blew away <laughs> so we moved into a house but temporarily we were living in a garage <laughs> no but anyway we, we had our stuff out in a garage because we're doing some stuff like inside the house so
0: because you're, you're trash because you're white trash <laughs> your car your car was on cinder blocks in the lawn mm-hmm. And you you played Link to the Past on a you know 13 inch black and white TV that your grandma gave you.
1: It sounds it sounds really familiar, and it's it's almost what my story is. <laughs> I it. No, it's okay. Uh, anyways, uh, so we had like our TV like out in the garage and like a couch out there and stuff. And that was just really cool. It's like in sixth grade or something, you know.
0: Did the couch smell like beer and gasoline?
1: <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, Anyway, so my one of my buddies, because, uh, you know, at that time, pretty much with, like, all the games I'd played, I, I, I think I'd mentioned this when I was talking with Ty, but, um, you know, I played just a lot of, like, platformers and stuff like that, Mario Kart, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of that type of stuff. I never played a Zelda game at that point, but my buddy, he brought it, he brought over a Link to the Past, and I was like, oh, what the heck is this? And, uh, yeah, we were playing outside, just, like, all that, you know, for a month or something like that, playing, and, you know, I, I didn't even come close to beating it. Sometimes I was just watching him play. So, yeah, we spent a lot of time in the garage <laughs> playing Zelda and, like, Mortal Kombat because we definitely couldn't play that inside because that's bad. Um, Huffing
0: and, huff and gas from that gas can?
1: Huffing gas from the – just from the sofa cushions, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, so that was a really fun summer, and it really wasn't until, like, a couple of years later where I – my family, we had moved to like a different pla- a new trailer park. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We we moved to a different city, and I, you know, sometimes I came back to my hometown to like hang out with my friends, and I had bought uh, on this review that I read in a gaming magazine, Robotron sixty four, which I you guys, do you guys, do you guys know what Robotron is?
2: I know Robotron, yes, but not sixty four.
0: Okay, Josh, have you ever heard of RoboTron? I suppose it's too much to hope it's Robocop related. Uh, That would be awesome. (laughs) No, it's like I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, No, it's it's
1: I don't know. The the, the N64 was like the version was kind of like a remake of the original. It's like an arcade game shooter type of thing, and eh, I don't know. The review I read just made it sound awesome, so I spent like forty bucks on it, which is pretty cheap for an N64 game at the time, and bought it, I played it for a couple hours, and I said, ah, this sucks. <laughs> and I, I brought it with me that day to visit my friend down, you know, in that old city and whatnot, and he really liked it, and he's like, dude, I'll trade you for it. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'll give you this, and it was A Link to the Past. And I was like, are I was thinking in my head, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> but, you know, I just said, okay, sure. And, you know, I think it's one of those games
0: that, like, has the person's name on the back of the cartridge, so, you know, that's that's fun. Well, I, I think it was it was really common at the time when once a new console was out, people just weren't interested in anything. You know, so that was sixteen bit. He's like, oh, I got sixty four bits. What do I need this crappy thing for? So
1: yes, but you know, for me, I already knew that the game was awesome. So I was like, Hell yeah, I want to play this. So yeah, I got that, and I think it wasn't really until Christmas or like uh, Thanksgiving ninety eight when I actually beat it. But um, yeah, no, it's yeah. So that's that's kind of like my story of how <laughs> I was kind of introduced to the game. Uh, so Tim,
2: well. Um... During the bit wars of the early nineties, my mother chose sides for me when she brought home a Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. so I wasn't fortunate enough to play a link to the past the first time around. um I believe the first time I ever played it was when it launched on the virtual console. oh
3: man,
2: yeah, so that was my first introduction to a link to the past, and I didn't get very far in it. I believe like second dungeon in, mm-hmm. and then I started playing something else mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it hasn't been too long since I first played it, um, but until last week when I finished the game. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, then Josh, how about you, man? Uh,
0: I remember being aware of it, a link to the past. I was like, oh, what a clever pun, because Link is the character and it's like a link to the past, but I never played it. I never played it till about a week ago, uh... Because I, I had a, the, my history with the Zelda games is basically I the first one I detested it so much, it was so infuriating and impossible. You know I'd walk around and that spiky thing would hit me three times and God damn it stop and then I'm dead. I was Oh that was a fun game, and I just hated it so much I never really paid attention to the sequels. I remember watching the um, the cartoon was just god awful. Oh, yeah. the, the, the syndicated cartoon well,
1: excuse me princess
0: yeah cause, and that was such a disappointment because I think what was it the Super Mario Brothers Super Hour or Super so and, yeah. and like Monday through Thursday it was Mario and then Fridays was Zelda's like, oh this is going to be badass and it just sucked it just sucked <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until Wind Waker came out that I, I have any kind of fond memories of Zelda because I never played Wind Waker not even for a minute but uh, my friend played it and it was kind of a low point for me in my life. You know, I was delivering pizzas. I was living living with my friend, and things just weren't going well. And I, and he'd play this game. I was like, "Oh, what's this? It's like a beautiful cartoon. It's like a Disney cartoon." And I would just eat cookie dough and watch him, just watch him play. and I'm Like, no, nah, man, play that level again. That was good. And so I really enjoyed watching Wind Waker. But this was my first attempt to really play. A Zelda game, and unfortunately, I have to admit, I didn't, I didn't do much better than I did back in the day.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, okay, well, fair enough. Um, so, well, with that said, you know, I guess the next question is, well, how long have it been since you actually played this? And Tim, you have actually already kind of said, I mean, obviously before, you know, just the past week <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right, right, right. But you, know, so you said you got it on the virtual console, but just never got around to beating it.
2: Right, I I remember finding the sewers and doing all that. I'm pretty sure the first couple dungeons. That's about it. When
1: was that's that? All like she wrote. A
0: year or
2: two now? No, no
1: idea. It, like the fir- when it first came out on virtual console. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was like probably 2007, early 2007 ish. Yeah. So yeah, um, then Josh just, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, just like last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I think, yeah, I I same with Tim. I got on the virtual console and I. I I didn't really play it too much though, because one of my buddies, the same guy who actually let me borrow the game originally and stuff, he, he came over and I usually just watched him play, because he's like really good at the game, and so he played it, he beat it, and actually on my on my Wii, the save file is on there, Josh probably saw it,
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything, all the hard
1: yeah, pieces. Yeah, that, is that okay? I, uh, okay. No, I didn't <laughs>
2: um, No, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. I really wish I had been able to play as a young boy because this is the perfect game for the schoolyard. You know, you you share secrets with your friends. You know, hey, stand on this rock and then warp to the dark world and you'll find a, a fairy or something. Mm-hmm. It's so full of secrets, and I just wish I'd gotten that experience of you know sharing with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, lots of secrets and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, there's just tons of stuff just strewn about the world. So that's one thing that
1: yeah, you could uh
2: Yeah, and the 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 world itself, it's a manageable size. It's not too huge. It's easy to explore. Uh just keeps you coming back and finding secrets all over again. Yeah. And I know for me at the time when I first played it, because, you know, like I said, coming from playing like
1: platformers and then, you know, Mario Kart and stuff like that. I mean, this is just completely different. This like kind of blew my little mind, (laughs) (laughs) just like, you know, this kind of open world game and this this type of experience like existed out there and it was good, you know, it was a lot of fun. So and then at the time, too, they were just showing off like screenshots of Ocarina of Time. and I was like, oh, my God, now it's in 3D, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and um, yeah, but. So I guess next – well, so Josh, actually first, like, tell us, like, how – okay, tell us about your experience with the game. Like, what you think about it more or less and kind of how far you got, like, all that type of stuff.
0: Well, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't make it very far. <laughs> there were some factors. Um, you guys would have just been embarrassed watching me play. Like, did <laughs> you ever just watch your grandma or your mom play? You can't do it. Why isn't he doing this? That was That was kind of – I was really frustrated by the gameplay. Um, every time I tried to do something I, I think I was hitting Y and the, the, the map would come up. It's like, no, god damn it, map go and then I'd do it again. That was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and I I don't know. One of the problems I had with it is the, the perspective, kind of the top down not one hundred percent top it's like a yeah. three quarter view three-quarter kinda and it just kinda kinda made me seasick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know that's not uncommon some people i remember people used to get sick playing goldeneye
1: oh no i I think you know i talked about this in the last segment with ty you guys weren't there but yeah my mom she when we played mario kart she couldn't do it she's i cannot do this she'd get she'd get sick
0: so um so yeah i I started it and then i kept getting killed all the time because i was just like i don't want to fight these i'm just gonna run around no they got me and they are (laughs) like I would hit the guy with the sword, and then it, he'd be like, "Oh, well, your sword doesn't hurt me anymore." And so I—it's
1: called a shield, bro. <laughs> I
0: kept getting, I kept dying, like in the first level a lot. So it was bringing back really bad memories of The Legend of Zelda. And um, uh I don't know. Plus, you know, I thought the graphics were a little too cutesy, little, little little chibi guys running around.
1: You know, I think it it matches like the art style well, like of the game, like kind of the original concept art and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of like fitting, but.
0: Okay. And. (laughs) And yeah, I don't want to give excuses, but right as I was supposed to be doing this, you know, completing the game. So we could talk about it. I I got bronchitis and was just in bed for several days. So, so that kind of side, I guess I could have played while I was sick, but.
1: You know, I, I'm surprised though, man. Because I mean, uh, being a, a guy that went through Super Metroid and got everything, I was thinking, man, Josh, this would be perfect, man. Like, if you can beat Super Metroid, surely you can beat A Link to the Past. And I, I don't know, because it's it's kind of hard for me to gauge. I'm I'm an experienced gamer, and you know, it's kind of hard to kind of like say like well, if this is hard or not. And you know, I think definitely later on it, it does get really hard. And even for somebody people, the person that's maybe not as familiar with the just the camera perspective and stuff like that. I can see it kind of being hard.
0: Well, that was absolutely the problem I had was the, the perspective and the gameplay is really, actually really different from super Metroid and you know, Metroid's is just a straight, you know, side scroller. And I just aesthetically and thematically just super Metroid just struck a chord with me. Like I said, it's my favorite game. It's like this sci-fi and you, you power up and everything. And I didn't feel the same connection to you know, when Link was was like running around, I was like, you know, I don't really care what happens to this guy.
3: <laughs>
0: Plus I was confused because you know, the very first the very first screen, like Link's dad or whatever, says his uncle, his dad, you know, his grandpa, his 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 pep pep <laughs> says, Don't move, don't get out of bed, you know, just stay stay there, I'm going to work or whatever so I just stayed in bed <laughs> and nothing happened. And I was like, this game is not thrilling me. So I, that was, yeah. So I had, you know, I had a problem cause it specifically instructed me not to move. And I, I I'm assuming I was supposed to move. So that, that was a minor setback.
3: I,
1: I, I, I do know
0: for a fact that you did get further than that.
1: But <laughs> so Tim, like, So, yeah, you said the last time you played was way back then. Um, So, I guess in terms of just the game, like, overall, did you have any, like, favorite dungeons or any favorite bosses, any favorite moments, secrets,
2: anything like that that you really enjoyed? Favorite moment? Probably the first time you get turned into a bunny. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you didn't make it to the bunny part. I think if you made it to there, you would have continued. The first time?
0: The first time you get turned into? So there's more times than one? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's more times. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, and then it's a. Once you get turned into a bunny, you can't attack or anything. So if there's enemies around, you gotta run for your life for a short period of time. That sounds frustrating. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, well, there's. Okay. Basically, there's an item in the game
1: that you get. Josh later on, it's called the moon pearl. And if you get that, then you could go into this segment of the game called the dark world and you don't get turned into a bunny, but there still are like these, uh, I I don't remember what the enemy is actually called, but it's something that like shoots you and it could turn you into a bunny like temporarily, which is really annoying if you're in a (laughs) really like dense, densely packed dungeon with a bunch of enemies around you and you're just running around helplessly.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: But I think, I think in, in actuality, my favorite moment is when you can, switch between the light world and the dark world at any moment just because it feels like okay I've explored the light world it's all done but then it opens up in a whole new thing with and it changes everything and lets you revisit all those old areas and it's just really fun yeah
1: yeah I agree I, I really like that mechanic I think it's really cool and it's I'm interested to see if, you know with the new game coming out you know which is literally a direct sequel 2, uh, you know, A Link to the Past, and like I mentioned previously in the segment with Tai, I mean, you know, the Japanese version is called, like, Kamigami no Trifosu, but like, this next one's just put a 2 at the end of that, and that's that's what it's called in Japan. It's literally just a direct sequel, but, um, yeah, so I'm interested to see kind of what they're going to do just overall. I mean, you know, we do have a couple of different peaks into the game, but still, you know, I'm not going to really know till we play, but, um, you know, for me... You know, there are several bosses and stuff like that that I I really enjoy, and there are a couple that I just maybe fucking hated. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, Mulderm, he's I think he's really cool. You know, the worm guy that's you know he has like the top of this tower and he could keep knocking you off. And I I mentioned earlier with Ty that you know cause he'd ask like how many times you get knocked off. You know, I got knocked off several times by this son of a bitch. And oh hey, <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: it's it's it gets really annoying, but it's really it's really challenging. You just kind of have to just you know think about what you're going to do and just kind of move around in ways that you don't get <laughs> your ass knocked off of this thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's see, you know, some of the other bosses were kind of easy in a sense, um, but you know, still fun. I think I, I really thought Mothlo was really
2: cool. Like the big giant moth. Uh, that was kind of fun. And uh, I really enjoyed the, was that Hel- Helmazor King? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was really difficult, but uh, his, once you picked up his patterns, you felt really accomplished when you beat him. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So in terms of items or anything, uh, Josh,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> did you? How, how did you like that lamp? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the
0: boomerang. Oh, you got the boomerang. Okay. Yeah. Um, didn't really care for the boomerang though. It didn't it didn't have the destructive power that you know you usually seek in a boomerang. Yeah, well, it's, uh, in, in the Zelda world, it freezes enemies, and <laughs> then you go up and spank them with your sword. Yeah, I've, I'm not going to tell you how long it took me to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, how about you, Tim? Do you, like,
2: what items or anything like that? Is there anything that you really enjoyed more than something else? Or Well, I just like the mechanic of upgrading your weapons. It mm-hmm. uh, just <clears throat> added a whole new level of gameplay. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I
1: said before, I can't stress this enough. Coming from Mario and going to something like Zelda, it's just it's such a different dynamic. Where you know you, this simple item that you have is, is, you know, you can upgrade this thing by paying money or just throwing it in this pool <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> and hope and hope you get it back or something. You know, so I mean, when you're first playing that, it, it's kind of like scary. Like, oh Jesus, should
2: I really throw that thing in there? And yeah. you know, and near the end of the game, the difficulty really ramps up. So. uh It makes getting, you know, the magic upgrades and then all the different tunics, it really makes it worth it. Like, you have to go find those heart pieces and upgraded boomerang and everything.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Indeed. And, you know, what I kind of thought was kind of cool were the different medallions and stuff. Like, um, and I can find them being pretty useful, too, in some of the dungeons where there are tons of enemies and, you know, especially, like... uh, ice caverns man like <laughs> they're like the duck guys or look like duck man like a green duck man kind of coming at you yeah. and 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 i just found using like the bombos medallion medallion just really helpful just do it and then you just wipe everyone out on the screen and you don't have to worry about that garbage yeah yeah although i never found the net really yeah i never found the net what oh my god i i have it oh my god how do you do it it's like this simple as just oh yeah it's in kakriko village you just talk to the kid he's like I saw that bastard in the credits. <laughs> Give me that net. Yeah, you just go up to him and be like, he's like, hey, I'm sick. Have this or something. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so that's cool. And I, I really like all the different canes, like the little magic canes and stuff, and also mm-hmm. the ice rod and the fire rod. Those yeah. are really
2: cool. Yeah.
1: Okay, and next, Josh, I, I think I already know the answer to this question for you anyways but so does this get you really excited about the upcoming 3ds zelda coming out and like next month man are you just thinking man fuck it i'm just gonna go buy 3ds right now to be ready you think that
0: no i don't think that okay well this you know
1: just in case you did (laughs) but
0: i know that you do have in your possession the hd version of wind waker and i wouldn't mind coming over and just watching that for old time's sake yeah, well, I bought it like a month ago and I haven't even really opened it up yet. So going to be sweet. going to be awesome. Um, I just don't know where I can get raw cookie dough to eat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe we can make it, I don't know. So Tim, like, what's your excitement level for
2: the new Zelda game? Do you care or anything? Or Well, after playing A Link to the Past, I am so excited. Watching a couple of trailers for the new, Z- new Zelda um, and recognizing the enemies and some of the locations. Yeah, I'm totally pumped. Yeah. I mean, I, God, I haven't watched any of the trailers since I played this. Cause like literally like
1: last week I, I kept telling myself like, man, I, I got to beat this for the show. I got to beat this for the show. And uh, yeah, I was telling myself that for like, you know, a couple of months. <laughs> and then really just like this past week, I was like, well, shit, I, I really need to do this now. So last Friday night I played for like five or six hours <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just you know, pretty much got as you know, got right almost to the end. And I just beat it like over the weekend. But, um no, I haven't seen any of the trailers recently for Link Between Worlds, but I remember when they f- had the announcement trailer, like, back a couple of months ago, I kept watching it and watching it and watching it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Just, like, really pumped, and I think now, maybe I'll probably just watch it sometime tonight, Um, just watch it again, just to see, you know, what I can recognize again, especially having this game so fresh in my mind.
2: Yeah, and it looks like that Worm Boss you're so fond of makes a return
1: oh yeah 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 and like even in several of the demos i think they've got to actually people got to like fight them and stuff so yeah i'm glad there's a lot of like familiar stuff coming back and i'm just really looking forward to see what it's all going to be about so but um yeah so that's gonna about do it for this segment of the show you know i I can't stress this enough i you know I, i i debated whether or not to start up some kind of a forum thread beforehand to you know have you guys be able to interact with us about this like didn't maybe read stuff on the show. Uh, obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, seriously, if you guys have any, I, I know a lot of you guys do have experiences out there with, you know, Link to the Past. And if you wanted to talk about in the comment threads, Twitter, whatever, you know, when you first played this, you know, whatever, what this talk about what this game means to you. And if it really does make you excited for, this, for the new game, if it makes you think the new one looks like shit, I, whatever, you know, uh, hit us up on Twitter, you know, the forums, whatever, and just let us know. So, but with that, we're going to go ahead and go into the outro to the show here in just a couple of
3: moments.
2: So,
3: all
1: right. So, like I said, the show's kind of coming to a close here. Um... So, yeah, you can. I'll go ahead and give out Ty's uh, Twitter handle so that you can actually, guys, can follow him on Twitter, which is always fun. He is at Super Cat Drugs, and it's always talking about lots of fun, like gaming things. So, uh, you should definitely uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, I'm
2: at Danny Biv. And Tim, where are you at, man? I'm at Tranquil underscore Pony. All the ponies. All the, well, yeah, you know what? I've never seen My Little Pony.
0: Oh. <laughs> my my <laughs> handle's. I thought for a second you were a brownie here.
2: (laughs) No, no, my handle's from years and years ago of some uh, small enemy in Might and Magic, like four or something, and he just looks so hilarious, and I loved the name.
0: Tranquil Pony?
2: No, he was like this guy who looked like he had been playing Dungeons and Dragons in the library for seven hours straight, (laughs) and he's like getting the shakes. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
1: Cool, and um, unfortunately, Josh doesn't believe in social media, so if you want to reach him at his. Home address and send him a little snail mail uh, <laughs> uh, maybe contact me, contact me, and I can get that to you
0: and i'd appreciate it if it was handwritten you know none of this none of this typewriter crap you know back in my day, writing to someone meant something so i mean Josh
1: is like an old man he 's going to be fifty six this month, so I mean can they use pens or quills
0: or well that that would be preferable yeah quills like like a Ink pen where you dip it in the ink, yeah. yeah would, okay. The quill. The quill is nice, yeah. Okay. Well, you hear you heard it,
1: so make sure you do that. Um yeah. So again, that's gonna go ahead and bring us to a close. Uh Josh,
0: thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much. It was really my pleasure to be here. Especially <laughs> considering we're just chilling in my room. <laughs> I I I can sit here in my pajamas, I didn't have to leave the room, so uh no, it's really fun. Um you know, sorry to have more insight into the actual game we were supposed to be discussing, but um uh, you know, hopefully in the future I can I can do better and not not suck so much. <laughs> no, you did fine. And Tim, thanks for coming on too, man.
2: Well thank you, and thanks Josh for lending us your futon. <laughs>
0: Tim, you can come stay at my futon any time.
2: <laughs> yeah, and a futon
1: in Japan is not a futon in America. This is like a bed that we're all laying on. It's kind of like a glorified
2: dog bed. <laughs> Exactly. We're on, a, we're on a big dog bed. Hey,
0: but this is where the magic happens.
2: Indeed. Where you eat all your cookie dough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, we're going to go ahead and take the show out. So, uh, yeah, again, leave us some comments on Twitter and in the forum thread. And uh, also, if you have any emails you want to just uh, shoot us, you can shoot us an email at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. And yeah, we'll see you guys next
2: month. Bye. Later. See ya. Del
3: 出る出る I'm e